daring racecraft. Today, there's a little bit of everything, but it's one of those that perfectly sums up Scott Dixon. You look up, and he's in front, and the race is turned upside down. Two weeks ago, the question was whether Dixon could extend his record-extending seasons with a win, and he's going to win back-to-back. -back. Scott Dixon has done it again. Dixon wins at Worldwide Technology Raceway and keeps his championship hopes for number seven still alive. Two minutes past 10 o'clock, Smithy away today, back tomorrow. Don't worry, you will have the doyen back. In the meantime, it's Louis here and we've got Greg Murphy on the line because it's been another great week of Kiwi performances right across the world of motorsport. Uh, you just heard there the legendary Scott Dixon in the latest round of IndyCar, keeping his championship hopes alive. Uh, Marcus Armstrong in the Rookie of the Year discussions, of course, Courtney Duncan right there in the FIM World Women's Motocross Championship, again, just paving the way. Shane Van Gisbergen and, of course, Liam Lawson debuts and finishes 13th at the F1 Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, just some of the highlights Busy weekend. Greg, I don't know how you would find time to drive cars. You'd probably have to watch so much motorsport at the moment, mate. Well, yeah, it's lucky I'm not doing a lot of driving, albeit um, I'm very lucky to be out at Hampton Downs today uh, doing some laps, which is really nice. So good uh, good segue there into talking about uh, just those highlights that you mentioned um, for Kiwis over over the weekend. I mean, it just... It just keeps getting better and better and better. I don't think there's another sport in New Zealand right now that even comes close to um, achieving on the international stage like uh, like motorsport. Um, it really is something to be very proud of as a Kiwi, um, starting with Liam Lawson. What he went and did on the weekend, being thrust into... Uh, I mean, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have planned worse conditions and tougher conditions for a, a young guy to make his debut... In Formula One, you know, it was a surprise to start with. Missed out the first the Friday practice, and then jumps in a car that he's never, you know, raced before, driven on a racetrack before, um, in the most terrible conditions you could possibly imagine, on tyres he's never run uh, before, and, and expected to to not crash it. Um, it was just, uh, yeah, it, it was a absolute baptism of fire for, for Liam. And he excelled. I mean, he, he seriously excelled in the in the race. He he uh, drove superb and and uh, had some big challenges right at the start with uh, uh, an issue in the pit box with his teammate having a very slow pit stop and then being given a penalty for for uh, for impeding as well, which was not his fault. So everything was chucked at him, and um, he delivered. Um, I think so far above expectations. Look, Greg, I, I I watched it and the I watched him when he got in this car for practice and the conditions were tumultuous and he he just he looked like he was just really just trying to get around in one piece and yep. I mean there was zero expectations. If you were to try to put it in perspective for I guess punters that aren't right across motorsport, I mean what is this the equivalent of you know is he dad coming straight out of NPC and going into a, a World Cup squad to play for the All Blacks like the the golfing class and and the car and the tires and the scenario? I mean how could you compare? It to anything? Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a scratch golfer at his local golf club. Um, all of a sudden, uh, being thrust into PGA, it's uh, <laughs> it's like yourself, yourself, like this afternoon, being phoned and going, "Hey, listen, um, you know, tomorrow we need you to host the Academy Awards." You know, it's, this is, I mean, it, it, it's an, it's it's nutty. It's completely insane. And, and so the pressure you've got to think of the mental pressure. He spent, you know, he's he's prepared in so many ways. His fitness, the racing he's been doing lately in Japan. Um, 
you know, he's he's in the simulator. He's fully focused on all that kind of stuff. But to to then um, not be warned, you know, he, he basically had to sleep on knowing uh, because he was at the driver's briefing that afternoon and uh, not paying a lot of attention by the sounds of it, because uh, why would he? And then gets a message uh, saying you're driving tomorrow. Um, you know, start getting your, you know, your ducks in a row. So just, a, a, yeah, I, I can't, I can't um, sort of emphasise enough the the situation and put perspective on how challenging that was to do. I mean, there's plenty of analogies. We could think of a lot more that um, sound very far-reaching, but, um, you know, that that's that's the level that he had to deal with. So it, it, it's super impressive, but that's what he is. That's what he's been wanting to do for a very long time. That um, he's only ever wanted to be an F1 driver, and uh, that chance was given. What I'm, what I'm super excited about, more so because I was anxious for him. I think all of New Zealand was very anxious for him on the yes. weekend. What I'm super yes. excited about is, is the fact that he's going to be, you know, running this weekend at um, at Monza, and um, you know he'll have that monkey off his off his back about having that that first you know, first run, and um, and now we can actually focus on on, on putting it together for the, this weekend coming, which is super exciting. Now, I wanted to ask you that, but I didn't want to sound too stupid, but I was going to say, did you have anxiety or nerves? Because I did, and I, I just watching oh, no, him, totally. especially in those conditions, like the second-hand anxiety I was feeling for him, knowing that this is all he's yeah. ever wanted to do. He's got so much confidence in his abilities, but, like, that's it. That's the chance, and he just did it. And I just felt, like, this enormous sense of pride and, like, the sense mm-hmm. of occasion I, I could feel all the way down here. And I reckon that's what so many Kiwis would have felt watching him, Greg. It just was a really special moment for New Zealand. Oh, yeah, completely. Um, I mean, this is he's, uh, the tenth, you know, um, Kiwi to, to be an F1, and then spans back, you know, way back into the '60s. So, um, you know, we haven't had too many shots at this. So, this is a big one, and there's been a lot of obviously talk in the last uh, few months as well with Daniel Ricciardo actually being taken by Red Bull and put in that seat. Um, ahead of what, you know, some people probably thought Liam should have had. Um, we don't know all the ins and outs and details around, you know, the decisions, why Red Bull have done certain things. But, I mean, in some ways, I think it's it's all about just getting media attention um, rather than actually focusing on the actual future moving forward. But, you know, this was probably a better solution, a better situation for him rather than stepping in, replacing uh, a guy that's being sacked, which was... Um, uh, young De Vries, who got uh, pushed out and Ricardo's replaced him. This is probably a better situation for Liam to actually end up in Formula One um, with with that uh, zero expectation shock kind of factor to him actually ending there through, through obviously, a situation that Daniel Ricardo, um, we wish he didn't have, but it's opened up the door. So, you know, it was it's probably a good way to do it, but the conditions and the, and the situation, the way it played out, not not the best scenario, um, but yeah, my ang- I was super ang- um, anxious about it, and as a lot of other people would have been, because it was so easy to make a mistake. It was so easy to actually end up, um, you know, uh, looking looking like a, a fool. Basically, it would have been so easy to do that, and and a lot of drivers would have. Um, but he um, he he held it all together and and was very professional, and that's exactly what Red Bull um, want from their drivers. So it was a massive test in a lot of ways. Such huge pressure, massive test, and and I hope that uh, um, he's been uh, patted on the back by the appropriate people. Yeah, so he he goes now to Monza, as you say, and and like what a what a place to be able to retain your drive. Oh, one yeah. of the oldest circuits, I think it probably is the oldest in Europe, and um, obviously the the fanfare around it and the the history. I mean, this is enormous. Does the does the track? Would he have ever have driven it, uh, Greg? Is he, yes, would, he has. would the suit? Yep. Yeah, he has. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he's run F two there, 
uh, Formula 2, um, several times, and F3 probably as well. So it's a, it's a facility that he knows, that he'll know very well, circuit-wise. Um, so, again, really positive. Uh, and, that's, and that's the whole point of, of the feed of formulas F3 and F2 is to, to allow the drivers to actually drive on these racetracks and, and be prepared. So, so he goes there knowing that and understanding the, the track. Um, I'm picking he'll be uh, in, in the sim this week, doing a lot of sim work and, and preparing and, and just honing. But, but it'll be a different level for him this weekend. And, and I think, you know, now it becomes an opportunity to to maybe prove some things um, rather than, than um, you know, the weekend, which was just to fill the hole and, and uh, avoid any trouble at all costs. So, yeah, it's, it's a very different outlook for, for this weekend for him. And the, the, you know, the beautiful symmetry here, while one of his, his idols is dominating, driving and executing the, uh, one of the most perfect races in oh. Indy car. I mean, <laughs> like, Scott Dixon... Well, he's actually he's done two. He's done two in a row, to be honest. I mean, um, his execution at uh, the Indy road course uh, a couple of weeks ago um, was, again, fairly sublime, considering he was facing the wrong direction. Uh, at the beginning of the first lap of that race to come back and do what he did to the field, which was uh, just mastery. He's gone and, um, and, and pulled one again um, on the weekend. I mean, uh, strategically, uh, and, you know, again, you've got to be in the right place at the right time, and he's been certainly plenty of times on the, on the receiving end of it. But, you know, uh, he was on the right end of a, of a very uh, timely safety car, which which gave him the opportunity to, to run the gauntlet on his strategy, and he did it. And really, there's no one else that could have done that. He this is this is a, a specialty of Scott Dixon, which makes him, you know, really the greatest of all time in IndyCar, as far as I'm concerned. Forget the win list and um, AJ Foyt having more wins. You know, the way that um, that Scott's gone about it in the in the modern era uh, to continuously be the benchmark is uh, is just uh, outrageous. So where are we rating his, his championship uh, chances from here then? Uh, is, is, I mean, he's got momentum, obviously, but as you, as you point out, there's a couple of things that broke his way. Um, are you still thinking he's a chance or is it a bit too hard? Uh, listen, mathematically, he's the only guy that does other than, the, uh, than Alex Pillow, his, his um, championship leader teammate. So uh, Pillow is going to be incredibly strong at the next two rounds. Um, it, it probably is more his forte, uh, the the road courses, which is which is also Scott's forte. Scott doesn't have a doesn't have um, a scenario or a, a track environment that is that is um, that he struggles at. I mean, he is the best at every single part of the, of every different um, discipline of of IndyCar racing. There's no question he doesn't have a weakness. Um, but Pillow's probably real super strength is the is the uh, the road courses so he's up against it, but he has the momentum. He has the mental um, uh, benefits at the moment that he's that he's got from what he's had. So the strength is there, and and there's no question of the ability. So it's, it's how the cookie crumbles, um, you know, is, is how it will roll out. But he he knows he's up against it, and Pelot doesn't have to win these next couple of races. He's just got to um, obviously be very close in the points behind behind Scott. I mean, to end effectively to lose, Pelot's got to have uh, DNFs effectively and get no points mm. to allow Scott to have the chance. So it's a, it's a long call, but until until it's over and there is no chance, um, you know, there's no real race car driver that gives up, and certainly uh, you wouldn't want it to be, if I was Alex Pillow, you wouldn't want it to be Scott Dixon as the guy that's um, staring down your neck with a, with a chance to win the championship. He's the wrong guy to have uh, chasing you. 
<laughs> Absolutely, he's got a big shadow uh, behind you. We'll finish with Courtney Duncan, but just while we're on uh, four wheels, wheels still, Greg, Shane Van Gisbergen, so he's facing a, a pretty big battle here with Brody Kostecki for the Supercars Supremacy in his final season. Um, how badly will he, will he want this and to, to finish on a, a massive high? His calendar's just so busy, and he's. I even see that in the notes here. On Twitter, he said that he's driving in the Highland six-hour enduro, so I believe that was what you and your son were going to compete in. Is that right? So th- this is how busy Shane Van Gisbergen is. He's even lining you up. Well, well, um, yeah, um, more the merrier. More names, the better um, that are in this Highland Six Hour. And, and you know, it, it's awesome that Shane's going to be doing that as well. But that's Shane's life, you know. He does like me, he doesn't have any kids. So um, he doesn't have to worry about trying to uh, look after that side of it. He's just got to look after himself and uh, and good on him for that. So his world is driving cars, and that's what keeps him as sharp and as, as good as what he is. That's what's given him the advantage he's had o- over all these years is, is a his desire to spend as much time as he can in anything. He's going to be doing the Daybreaker Rally, I think, as well, which is in September uh, down in the Manawa too. So, you know, he's, he's, he's keeping, keeping sharp in so many different ways, uh, which, is, which is awesome for everybody that is a motorsport fan. Um, but he does have a, his, uh, he's up against it in the supercars at the moment. I'm, you know, how badly he doesn't want it, I'm not sure that he's showing that yet, actually, this season. Um, you know, lots of issues that uh, he's been um, hampering him and, and complaining about and and, and it, I question that he has actually had uh, enough desire and focus on the Supercars Championship this year, um, you know, which is one of the reasons why he is leaving at the end of the season. He sort of wants a, a new challenge and something different. So I want him to, to go out with, on, you know, in a blaze of glory and, and win the championship and, and win a, a couple of Enduros as well. That would just be fantastic, especially with Richie Stanaway joining him as, as his co-driver. It'd be great to see those guys win some races. Absolutely it would. And Courtney Duncan, uh, as I said, we'll finish up with her because we talk about this golden generation of motorsport athletes. Well, she's kind of led the way in, in many, many uh, versions of it because of what she's been doing, dominant for yep. the better part of a half a decade now. And uh, she's leading to, heading towards her fourth WMX championship in six years with one round left. I mean, what, a, what an incredible New Zealander who just consistently yep. has been at the peak of her powers. And, and I, uh, I don't know quite how to, to put into context the, the, how challenging and hard motocross is. I mean, I, I, I probably rate motocross riders as maybe the, 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 the toughest, fittest, most uh, physically and mentally strong a, uh, motorsport athletes that there are. I don't know if there's any, any, any that have to work harder that are at so much risk. They're at so much more risk any given moment of their, their riding than anyone in a car is. I mean, the, you know, the, they put their bodies on the line and she has been through um, hell and high water to achieve what she has, but that's testament to the person and, um, and her, her grit and determination uh, is just out there for all to see. She, she, she leaves nothing on the table and, and we can only be in full awe of that you know, uh, in regular basis. I mean, she, she a three-time champion, looking at a fourth, um, you know, it, it's, it's phenomenal. Again, someone in, in professional sport and a Kiwi that uh, deserves just immense recognition for, for that. Is there any reason, Greg, why we would be having this glut of talent all come through in the, the space of a decade and a half or a decade? Is, is there, did, did something happen? Was there funding? Was there more acceptance of motorsport? Can you, can you think back to why and when these guys were all coming through, how this has ended up, or is it just luck in each sport and industry kind of has its time in the sun eventually? 
No, no. I, I mean, if you look, if you look back much further than than the last decade, there, there's been a you know um, a, a strong support of the sport. You think Scott Dixon's been in IndyCar 20 years, but it started back here with people recognising him and some of the same people that are still involved heavily in in the sport today by providing youth with opportunities. So we, we, we stand apart for a small country with the amount of individuals and groups um, that have uh, been willing to, to put the effort in and, the, and the, the sponsorship and the support financially in to, to those that are recognised as, as having that, that X factor. Um, and I don't know another country that does it, certainly per capita, at the level we do, there is just so much out there. There's, there's heaps, and I won't start naming those that have been a part of it, but the, the list is enormous. And, and as I say, there's, there's, there's people, individuals and groups that have been doing it for well over 20 years um, and getting behind youth. And it's happening today, uh, maybe more than ever before, uh, because of the excitement and the following of the sport in this country. Um, motorsport doesn't get its uh, probably the share it deserves and recognition it deserves, but I can tell you the people that are out there um, wanting to see Kiwis uh, perform at the absolute elite, and we've got Kiwis performing at every single of the top level of uh, the best forms of motorsport in the world. Um, and it goes through to Hayden Patton, it goes through in rallying, it goes through to uh, WEC. We've got, you know we've got we've got Earl Bamba. Um, for the likes and Brendan Hartley, world champions, you know all these uh, at, in WEC and sports cars. And we've now Liam Lawson has just touched Formula One for the first time. IndyCar, well we're at the top. We've got four drivers in there. I mean, or uh, well, three at the moment. Hopefully four next year. Um, it's just everywhere you look across Formula E. You know, we'll, you know, guys right at the top of of the game with Mitch Evans and Nick Cassidy. It, it's just across the board. Super Formula with Liam, you know, he's second in the championship in Super Formula. It's just everywhere you look at the top echelon of the sport, we're represented. And um, it is, and I think that drives those that can help and support the X Factor athletes. Um, you know, that just drives them to want to do more and help more. Uh, it's extremely well summed up, and it makes perfect sense. I just think, as as a general sports punter and fan, you just get to we just love it. It's just it's a, a real. I know that no one will care that people are jumping on the bandwagon because it's just a, it's a good time to be oh, involved. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. It's yeah. just embrace it, right? Lean into it, Greg. Yeah. Marvelous, mate. Great to chat. Really appreciate it. You too, mate. Absolutely. Good luck with the Academy Awards. Um, you know, presentation yeah. that you're going to get asked. Ask for tonight. Yeah, see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully it's not raining. Yeah, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Good Good Greg, Greg Murphy. <laughs>